Hi, this is Karen Walker. Welcome to No Dumbing Down, a podcast series for senior leaders. We're focused on creating the internal strategies to drive and support your external growth. One of the core tenets of my work is that differences are assets. And this sometimes is hard for people to hear because we tend to hire people who think like us and who work like us. And we know that when we're working with people who think like us and work like us, things go fast. Uh, The problem with that is we have giant blind spots if we're all thinking and acting alike. Maybe it's useful at this point to stop and think about what do I mean by difference, right? So one area of difference can just be tech skills. So people have different tech skills. And you see this when you hire people to do functional areas, right? They have different functional skills, and they're different in those ways. But there are also things that are differences like communication preferences, right? Am I introverted or extroverted? Do I prefer to communicate in a way that is calm or do I bring more urgency? There's differences in terms of how we handle conflicts, differences in the way that we make decisions, differences in terms of whether we start a project earlier or we're more pressure prompted, differences in terms of our attention to detail or the big picture. All of those things, as you can imagine, would decrease your blind spots, but they are all things that take time and can create conflict. We'll go into this in another session, but to really think about this is one of the ways that we know that conflict is good because conflict that comes up through these differences helps us decrease our blind spots. But in any event, uh, those are some ways in which people express differences. So those differences take time, right? When you are doing things with people who think differently than you do and who act differently than you do, it takes time to sort out the differences so that you can get on the same page. And that's all goodness in an organization. But what I've noticed from many of my clients over the years is that if you hire someone who's too different, right, if you hire someone who's really different, especially from the group itself, as opposed to just being different from, you know, if you're one person, you hire a second person, they're different, that you can deal with. You have six people who think in one way and you hire a seventh who is really different. The system wants to reject the difference, right? No one individual might say, oh, I don't want to work with this new person. But the system has got habits, the system has ways that it does things, and the system will reject the difference unless there is some overarching, overwhelming reason not to do so. And it's often not just enough to have good intent or to be able to say this person's really valuable to us and therefore we should all get along and work things out. But there has to be some overwhelming reason for the system to change itself enough to really accept the difference. So think about someone at a very process-oriented company. Maybe they're very quick-paced, they're very agile, they're moving along very well, they're getting a lot of things done, but they really need a better process from what they've been doing before, right? And so someone comes in who brings the better process and wants to make a lot of change. If the system is not very change-able, they will reject the new changes, maybe actively or inactively resist the differences that are brought up and go back to doing things the way that they were before. Another thing that can happen is if you bring someone who thinks really different from the rest of the group, unless they are really respected and people really understand the impact of that different thinking, their thinking will be discounted. People will find ways 
to find flaws in the thinking and, in fact, may even become very cynical about the person that's in the group who's thinking very different. This also happens in groups where the group can expect an individual to carry a different behavior. So let's say you have a group who are really good at logical process-oriented thinking and you bring in someone who is, quote, going to think about people, right? This often happens when you bring HR into an organization. And then the group says, oh, we don't have to think about people because HR is going to take care of that, right? This one person who's our feeling-oriented person, they're going to take care of that. Well, that's not really a very effective way for an organization to run. What should happen is that each person in the organization should learn the behaviors of thinking about people. And so that difference over time actually becomes less because the system has learned from the person who was thinking differently. But getting through that transition can be pretty difficult at different times. The big takeaway from this is just for you to think about how do you structure an organization? How do you reward difference in your organization? And at the same time, not let things be so different that the system rejects it. And to just recap, difference can be good. Difference is assets. Difference can really make a difference in your organization, so to speak. But you have to be able to set the system up for success with that so that they accept the difference and not reject it. Hey, thanks for listening. You can also join the conversation using hashtag no dumbing down across social media, or I'd be grateful if you'd subscribe to no dumbing down on iTunes. And of course, please rate us while you're there. You can also head to no dumbing to hear this episode and more and to sign up for our newsletter delivered to your inbox each week. Take good care.